Welcome to the SLN Podcast, where your hosts interview top industry influencers and break down the latest trends in sports, fitness, fashion, and innovation. The SLN Podcast is on now. This episode of the Sport Lifestyle Podcast is presented by Empirica. That's Empirica, E-M-P-I-R-I-K-A. Empirica exists to amplify your brand's growth a digital partner to the ambitious, a creative engine launching brands and igniting growth, the unagency where relationships matter, not transactions. Let's connect at EmpiricaMedia.com. That's EmpiricaMedia.com. Let's get the show started. Welcome back to the SLN Podcast. I'm John Peters. On this episode, I speak with Jeff Morin, CEO and co-founder of Lightboxer, and Todd Degris, chairman and co-founder of Lightboxer. Todd is also the founder of Spark Capital, one of the leading venture capital firms having successful exits in both Mirror and RunKeeper, as well as many other technology unicorns. Jeff spoke about the transition from building bomb squad robots to the early day iterations and merging hardware and software when he co-founded Lightboxer. He also touched on how music and rhythm technology sets them apart from the fitness market and also is unique to boxing. Todd explained how they landed on boxing as the fitness modality of choice. He spoke about raising strategic capital, having just closed this round, and he also explained why he loves the fitness space so much as an investor. And be sure to listen until the end, where Todd and Jeff explain who would win in a boxing match. Let's get to the interview. Welcome back to the Sport Lifestyle Network podcast. Today, I'm joined by Jeffrey Morin and Todd Degris. How are you? How are you guys doing? We're doing well, thanks. Great, yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for joining. You guys have been super busy, so I, I appreciate the time. Um, for our, for our listeners, just as a, as a quick way of background, uh, Jeff and and Todd are the co-founders of Lightboxer, which we're going to talk all about today and and how they're. Uh, Kickstart or pre-launch uh, went just now, and and some of the investors that they brought onto the table. Um, Jeff, maybe maybe we'll start with you because we were just talking before we hopped on. Uh, you are the co-founder and CEO of Lightboxer, uh, and Jeff, we were kind of joking about some of the other ventures and other things you were doing, but you have a pretty interesting background uh, out of MIT, and I, I just love to start with you know everyone says hardware is hard, which is true. Um, but hardware and software is even even harder. I would I would suggest. Um, so, can you just talk a little bit about your background and what and some of the experiences that led you to co-founding Lightboxer? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, like so you said, like you said, uh, went to MIT, got my master's in mechanical engineering there. Um, shortly thereafter, I, I worked at a, um, a robotics company, making bomb squad robots and stuff for the military, and then. Um, eventually found my way to, to, to form labs where, um, we built, um, really high precision and, and low cost 3d printers. And there I learned all about, um, manufacturing at scale, um, products that integrate both hardware and software, uh, at a, at a very high performance level. And, and that's kind of really, um, um, where our, a lot of the, the back, my background in, in manufacturing blossomed, I'd say. Um, we, we, we made stuff overseas and, and, and here in the USA. And, um, and that's, that's really helped a lot with, with, the, with this whole, uh, with, with Lightboxer. Um, and so, yeah, I found Todd reached out to me and, and when he, when he explained his idea for Lightboxer and, and, and what he wanted to do, I was, I was super excited. I, I'm, 
Uh, I love fitness and the challenge of, of making something that I would actually want to use. Um, it, I, I couldn't, I couldn't say no. And, and it was like, it was, I was telling you before, it was a very organic process where Todd had this need and we, we started with, with some really small prototypes, um, just putting LEDs on a bag, you know, using, using Arduino and some, some LED lights that someone might use in their dorm room. And then it, it, it morphed into, into, into what you see today. So it wasn't, it wasn't this, Oh, uh, connected fitness is this huge thing right now. It was, it was before that. Um, and Lightboxer was born in, in a way that was, is, that was very organic and just out of necessity. So, uh, it was, it was awesome. Great process. I'd love to double click on that. And maybe we'll loop in Todd here. Uh, th- there's so many fitness modalities as we all know. So I'm curious, what was the impetus behind picking boxing for Lightboxer? Todd? What happened is I had a need. I had a personal need. I was, uh, I was involved with boxing training. Uh, I had a hardcore uh, boxing instructor, uh, but uh, it was very inconvenient to go to the instructor's gym. It was pretty far away and the, the timing wasn't good and all that, but I loved the workouts. So uh, I tried to simulate the workouts at home. So I bought heavy bags and I bought uh, speed bags and I bought that thing called Bob that looks like a rubber guy that you punch and and none of it was satisfying. It was all tedious and boring and it was really hard to to get motivated to do a workout. Even though the workout was good, it was just very difficult to get motivated. So I thought, I thought you know, what do I really like about, you know, my boxing training was sparring with my boxing trainer. That was the best part of it. And then also, um, you know, him giving me challenges and things like that. So I said, how can I get that at home? And I went looking for a product that would do that, like an interactive punching bag or inter- interactive product. And there was nothing on the market at all. And I, and a light went off in my head and I said, there should be a product for this. And, you know, started the search. I needed somebody who could build it. Uh, found Jeff. Jeff already gave you the backstory on how, how we got together. Uh, and initially it was an interactive punching bag. It was basically going to be a punching bag that had targets on it that were synchronized to music. Uh, and you were going to punch based on the beat and tempo of the music, kind of like a dance dance revolution applied to a punching bag. Uh, and then Jeff got involved and uh, it took on a whole new kind of a direction where we decided that, you know, we needed to uh, gamify it and, and create a, create challenges around the bag. So there the notion of, of point scoring and, uh, you know, accuracy and timing and all of that. And then we decided it needed to be connected as well so that it could so you could challenge friends so that there could be this network of of users that could communicate and encourage each other and where the trainers could also be kind of nodes on the network and encourage uh, and and things like that. And then the other thing we discovered through the journey was, uh, you know, we we discovered that we wanted to have the trainer there. Uh, So it's not just you working out on a punching bag. It's having the trainer there, giving you that encouragement, that instruction. And it's more than just punching. Of course, it is all the other exercises and, and movements and techniques that you get when your trainer's with you. So we said, let's bring the trainer to your house along with uh, a sparring partner. And that, and that brings us up till today. Hey, so Jeff, I got to ask just from, you know, what being around other entrepreneurs and, you know, oftentimes you have a, a business lead or, or an idea uh, from one side and then you have the like 
person actually trying to put those together on the technical side. So I'm just curious, Jeff, was there ever a time where Todd kept saying, Hey, could we do this every, every two weeks via text message? Were you uh, tired of, of answering those questions? No, it, um, it's been, it's been great the whole way. I mean, I think we're, I'm lucky that Todd and I are on the same page um, for, for most things. And um, it's more like, I think even I, even I was like, I was always so excited. We, I mean, even today, we still have so many ideas that, that this platform can, can be used for. Um, and just, we've been on the same page of making this motivation machine, as, as uh, we like to call it, um, that it's, like I said before, it's just been super organic and, and we've been picking off like these layers of motivation, like Todd said, the gamification and um, personal challenging and the motivational music and the motivational tra- trainers. So making making working out less of a chore has been the goal all along. And we just like, you'll see that like the device is so dynamic and there's so many things we can do with it in terms of collecting data and portraying data back to the user that um, there's, there's nothing else like it. So I think from, from the start, it's, it's been, uh, it's been equally uh, born out of both Todd and Todd and I's vision. So it's been, been great yeah and and todd i want to go back to your story and and ask you how many times a week were would you say you were boxing uh back then well i i would go to my trainer once a week and it was clearly not enough uh, to do it once a week i loved it when i was there but it was just i didn't have the time it was kind of far away and all that so i would i'd go once a week and i would uh try to do other stuff uh, at home and I also have a bad knee and, you know, for me to get aerobic workouts, uh, everything seemed to be geared towards making my, my legs go, uh, you know, back and forth monotonously for an hour in order to get an aerobic workout. And the thing about boxing is it gave me uh, the same or better aerobic workout using my arms rather than my legs, which for me, you know, with my knee was great. So that's why one of the reasons why I took up boxing uh, and then just kind of fell in love with the whole thing. And the, and the stress reduction also can't be minimized. I mean, just uh, there's something about punching and, and boxing that is a stress reliever. It also builds mental acuity, um, you know, when you're challenged uh, to punch something on target, on time. Uh, it builds that mental acuity, hand-eye coordination, balance, all of that. So uh, what I found with boxing was it was not only a great workout, but it was also a great workout that I could do with my knee. And it also, I felt it was exercising my mind as well. So it was, it was the perfect, you know, exercise for me, but it just wasn't practical for me to go three or four days a week and, you know, train with my boxing trainer. I wasn't training to fight professionally. I just wanted to get in shape. Right, right. And yeah, the reason I asked that, Todd, I'd love to follow up there. You know, I wonder in 2016 through today, boxing has kind of um, kind of had this grassroots movement, especially with what I'll call the casual boxer, which may be somebody, you know, twice a week for doing it for a workout. We can either thank Justin Bieber and Rumble and all that, you know, success. Uh, you know, everybody fights in Boston. We had George Foreman the third on talk about his clientele and how surprisingly it was, you know, 35, 40 year old professional uh, females coming in there, whether they were bankers or lawyers. I'm just curious on the the, the total addressable market piece. Uh, do you find or are you guys thinking you're going to be able to convert non-boxers to core boxers or how, how do you think about that? 
Yeah, we do. Uh, first of all, there are people that have boxed in gyms, whether they went to a title boxing or to uh, another, uh, you know, boxing gym. So they, they, they understand the benefit. They understand that, you know, the, the, you know, the efficacy of, of boxing training. So we believe they, just like Peloton users, understood the benefits of spinning in a gym, understood that they could bring that home. So we're trying to do that with boxing. But also there is a significant number of people, and we've met these people, that were intimidated to go to a boxing gym. Even if it was a boxing gym that was kind of boxing light, they still were intimidated. They didn't want to look stupid. They were worried that they'd be surrounded by meatheads and things like that. So um, we think there's a significant uh, market segment that have always been curious about boxing and have come to understand the benefits of boxing, but didn't want to go to a gym and do it. And we're going to give them a chance to do it at home. Yeah, that's that's great. As a guy who just started yoga six months ago or eight months ago, I was definitely embarrassed uh, before COVID happened. Now I can just do it at home, and my girlfriend laughs at me. But um, before we get to today with with Jeff, um, I do want to come back to to one last thing, uh, Jeff. In the press release, I, I think I read, or maybe in a couple of stories, you mentioned several times that you know merging hardware with advanced electronics in a sleek but tough enough to take a punch. I, I think was your exact quote. Um, I'm just so curious on the prototyping phases. Are there any funny stories of you punched too hard and you broke it or anything at all that comes to mind from back in the day? Yeah. I mean, there's a bunch, like we started off like with this, with hardware that was going on a heavy bag. We thought like the first thing you think of when you think of boxing is a punching bag. Um, And so we started with that and all of our significant others were like, as we were developing this, this product, like get this out of the living room as soon as you can, please. And, like, and we just heard this over and over again. Um, and it, it really forced us to, to take a step back and look at, look at the overall design of the, and architecture of the platform. Um, and also taking cues from, from a lot of these other celebrated connected fitness hardware, like, like people are proud to have a, a their, their Peloton bike in their house. You know, it's, you'll see people post on Instagram and whatnot. So that really um, encouraged us to make something that was sleek and and nice looking f- for the home. Uh, but yeah, as we were developing, like we we did this, we did a trade show at at PAX East, uh, kind of stealth. It was a stealthy thing that we were doing to see to get a lot of user testing and feedback. Um, we were masquerading as as a as a game to see if we, we thought if we could get gamers to like this thing. Um, then we know that we'll really have have something um, something special, and that's exactly what happened. We we had um, lines and lines lines there all four days, um, nonstop from when they opened to closed, um, and and it was it was really something special. But the whole time, like we we were learning about hardware breaking and like how the hardware would. I mean, I think we we clocked, we clocked hundreds of thousands of punches that weekend, and um, so stuff was stuff was, you know, would break once in a while and we, we'd figure it out. And, um, you won't see too many pictures of, of me there. Cause I was usually soldering, soldering, uh, <laughs> PCBAs under the table or something. So, um, yeah, it was stuff like that was, was really eye opening and, and helped us develop a product that, that can take a punch. We've had, I mean, NFL linebackers smashing this thing and, um, uh, and it can, it can take the beating. So, uh, yeah, it's it, it's been a, a fun journey there for for hardware to to say the least. Yeah, and, and part of that part of uh, part of this development was I kind of challenged 
Jeff. I said, I want this thing to look like it could be in a Marvel Comics gym. It could be an Iron Man's gym and you'd and it and it would look like it belonged there. And that's what that's what this kind of is. It's kind of a sleek, uh, attractive and uh, mobile device that can fit in anybody's home and not and not look like uh, just a big, ugly piece of metal or a big, uh, dumb bag. Yeah. 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 So or, or something your partner won't yell at you to get out of the living room. This thing, it is super sleek and futuristic looking even. Um, and, you know, you guys uh, came out with a press release July uh, 14th, I believe it was, or, you know, mid-July about the pre-orders and how the uh, the Lightboxer was was launching. Uh, so now I'd love to just dive into a little bit how that launch has gone and any expectations that were met, missed or any surprises from the launch. Any thoughts there? Yeah, I think um, we we couldn't be happier with the launch. The um, our marketing team did an amazing job, and and we got great uh, great coverage within the press, and which really led us to to sell um, units to to people who who actually care about this this space and are looking looking to try something new and who are willing to to um, take a chance on something that's never been done before. So um, we're super excited for first users to start getting getting their units. Um, within the next week or so. And I think, as we were saying uh, before we started, like the social proof, once it's out there and people are showing showing um, what they can do with this thing, um, I think it's really going to help help uh, further further the sales numbers. And, and it's, it is an experience. Uh, so it's hard. You see, you see our, our promo videos and it's flashy and looks cool, but um, until, you, until you try it out or or you, or you know, someone who's used it, it's, it's hard to, it, it, you have to take a chance, you know? So we're, we, the press, the press we got and, and the feedback we got and how excited people, people were. And they've said, been saying, oh, we've had a lot of, a lot of great comments. Like we've been waiting for something like this in boxing. And, um, and that's, that's been super validating for us. It's, it's, and, and we're excited to get it in people's hands. Yeah. And, and Jeff, I feel like I, I want to ask you something, a differentiator, if you will, for the space, because, you know, everyone knows the the at-home fitness market or connected fitness space w- was already crowded before COVID. I think COVID accelerated a lot of the trends with, you know, big box gyms being over-retailed is, is now an obvious, uh, uh, you know, factor looking back. But, you know, with with the crowded market, I, I do want to touch on one thing that I read and and hopefully you can speak to is the music. And so, you know, you specifically called out music being integral to Lightboxer and leveraging, you know, rhythm technology choreographed to your moves. And, and back to Todd's point, you know, that only seems the regarding mental acuity, it only seems to uh, make you even more engaged than if you were cycling or maybe if you were, you know, working out in front of a mirror, maybe. Uh, so, so curious, Jeff, on that. And, and so what is the, the rhythm? And, and I believe I read you guys patented that. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, we have some patents on that. Um, the rhythm, the rhythm technology is really about absorbing, absorbing the user into the workout. So, um, just like how trainers, trainers are motivational. The music also is, um, it, I mean, it gets you, it gets people up on the dance floor dancing. Um, it gets people on this platform and punching. And when you, when you punch to the rhythm and you feel, and you feel the workout in not only um, hitting it with your, with your fists, but when your ears and eyes and, and your, your brain is all synced together, 
um, doing, doing an activity, you get into this zone where it's like, um, um, it's called the flow zone where, um, you know, like your experience level is meeting a challenge. And, and when you get to that point, it like time kind of just melts away and you get absorbed into the product. And that's, that's really what we're setting out to do is making, like I said before, making working out less of a chore. Um, and that's the music is a huge part of that. When like you hear that music you like or something that moves you or the beat is beat is there, then um, the wow factor happens and you have the led lights and the timing and you start when you punch, when you punch on cue and you get it right and you get the, that big flashing green um, or even like cooler with like the trainers. So the trainers will call out punches to you and um, in certain workouts and you'll hear they're punching to the beat. You're punching to their cues. The lights are happening. The music's happening and all that's together. It's that's um, never been done before. And, and, um, and the dopamine that floods your brain is um, it's irresistible. And, and that's what we want making people get healthy and fit um, in, in a way that, they like doing. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting. You said the, the flow state piece. I, I think I remember, uh, my friend Bruce from hydro speaking about, you know, rowing and rhythm. And I think you guys just amplified everything he talks about and, and even more with the light, the led side. So that's, that's really awesome. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing the social media, uh, posts and, and other customer early feedback. Um, and, and so I'd like to shift a little bit now and Todd, I'd uh, love to ask you, so you're co-founder of Spark Capital, which arguably needs no introduction given the success of all the funds you guys have raised, the venture capital fund out of Boston. And, you know, obviously from Oculus to Slack, you guys have been in some successful companies, but y- you seem to like this space given that um, you had two successful exits with Mirror and Runkeeper. Uh, I believe Runkeeper sold to Asics two years ago. Any thoughts generally on the wellness, fitness technology space and what do you like about this industry well what what i like about it is that it's just so hard for people to get and stay in shape it's extremely extremely hard it goes right into brain science where exercising hits the pain points and you know eating sugary and fatty foods hits the pleasure points so you're also we've been kind of genetically predisposed through evolution to this point to kind of resist pain and go for things that are, you know, like we'll, we'll build up our fat so that we can last through the winter, you know, and and we're still trying to move away from that evolutionary, um, you know, predisposition. So uh, I, I think it's a massive opportunity to help people to make it easier for people to get in shape and stay in shape. And uh, you know, it's all about user experience and engagement. When we get up in the morning at Lightbox, or we think about user experience until we go to bed. And then we wake up in the middle of the night thinking about user experience. It's about user experience. It's about building something that's engaging. Because if it's engaging, it will it could become a habit. If it becomes a habit, it will have significant uh, material effects on the person. It will, they'll see, uh, they'll make a lot of progress towards their goals. They'll feel better. They'll look better. Uh, you know, so it, it's a constant struggle. There, there's the opportunity is immense, uh, you know, in order to help people, you know, get in shape, look better, feel better. So that's what's exciting to me. What we're trying to do is we're trying to come up with something that uses science and technology to give people a tool to get in shape. And uh, if it were easy, everybody, if 
getting in shape were easy. If exercise and dieting and all of that were easy, everybody would look like Chris Hemsworth, you know, or people or, you know, everybody would be in great shape. But in this country and in many other countries, that's not the case. Uh, we struggle with childhood obesity. We're struggling with obesity in general. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's just because it's so hard to exercise the right way. Um, and so what we're trying to do is we're trying to give people a way to exercise that is, that is challenging. So as Jeff said, you know, we, we, we created a challenge. Like if I gave you a basketball and said, run up and down the court and shoot for two hours as hard as you can, that wouldn't be very much fun and you'd never do it. But if I gave you a basketball, put you on the court with nine other guys and said, run up and down the court and shoot for two hours, you'd do it. And you'd do it over and over again and you'd get a, you'd get great exercise out of it. So what we tried to do is instead of giving you a bag and say, saying, go punch it, we said, we're going to give you an interactive sparring partner for your home. We're going to challenge you. You're going to have to uh, basically uh, play in this game where you are punching to the beat and scoring points and based on accuracy and timing. So we're basically making exercise into uh, less of a just a solitary passive sport to more of a interactive type of a sport. So that's what we're really trying to do. Yeah. And, and Todd, I'd love to ask you a follow up there regarding, you know, unit economics and how you guys think about the lifetime value of, of the customers. And it, it kind of starts with engagement. But the one critique of this space being the digital fitness at home fitness space seems to be the cost to create content. And and I would say that you guys have been pretty, you know, methodical and, and strategic based on what I've read with some of the instructors that you've um, you've retained to shoot the content. Any any ideas there and, and how does that play into engagement? Well the instructors have to be engaging. You know, so when when we've been working with instructors, one thing we've learned is it's not just about the technique and the experience of the instructor in terms of boxing training and training in general. It's also their personality. The personality has to come through the camera to the home. You know, it has to, you have to be able to feel somebody's, uh, you know, personality, feel their enthusiasm on your iPad or on your, whatever you're watching, uh, you know, the, the video stream on. So we've had to, look for trainers who combine that personality, that motivational personality with skill uh, and expertise. And we've managed to find people. uh, We've gone all across the country and we've gone to where the best people are. And we found people in LA, in New York, in Miami. So um, we're not just trying to hire people locally uh, that we can shoot videos. We're trying to find the best people with the best uh, training capability and also uh, that are motivational and give them a platform that they can use to reach customers. Uh, you know, your average boxing trainer, you know, you know, doesn't make a lot of money. They are, you know, focused on local clients. They're doing some classes and then all of a sudden, uh, COVID hits and they're all trying to figure out how to do it on digital. They all want to do, uh, you know, they all want to kind of benefit from what Peloton was able to do for spin instructors. Uh, so we're trying to do for for boxing instructors what Peloton has done to uh, to benefit spin instructors. So we've looked for the best people. We've uh, we also we also train. We bring in people like somebody might have really good uh, you know fitness expertise and really good personality and be very motivational, but might not have the best boxing technique. 
So we actually have uh, a seven-time uh, um, uh, champion in his weight class, boxer, who is uh, who who is on staff, who is working with our trainers to make sure that they have really good technique. So technique is important. We're not training people to be professional fighters here. We're 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 but we're using boxing technique as a core piece of what we do. So music is a core piece. Boxing technique and training is a core piece. And then, uh, you know, just the, the community aspects and the motivation as well. Yeah. And it certainly adds to the authenticity of the, of the, uh, content as well as the community, which I fully expect you guys would agree with, but Jeff, and I know this question is going to be futuristic, but I, I know you're already thinking about it as the CEO of Lightboxer, So I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, you know, when you think about omni-channel approach and this showroom concept, and obviously we're all living in a state of quarantine uh, with COVID right now, but uh, things will uh, subside, things will get better for sure. So I'm just curious, do you think this is ripe for, you know, a pop-up experience uh, or, or, you know, anything like that once things are to, back to normal? For sure. We've had, we've had plenty of discussions of like, um, with like mall operators, for example, like how do we get, uh, people back into the mall? And, and this is like the light box is an experience and they want to pitch experiences to get people back into places. Same thing with, with, um, like hotels, for example. Um, it's a great way of getting people to experience our product and, and have them, have them try it out. High, we have high throughput, um, and, and, and travelers who are, who are often, um, part of part of the demographic we're, we're focusing on. So, um, yeah, I, I think pop-ups again, we're, we're looking at doing pop-ups in Boston and, and all over the place in LA and, um, and COVID's definitely put a, put a damper on some of that, but, um, we're still, we're, we're still optimistic about, um, getting, getting product out there so people can try it out. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> maybe the commercial real estate or some of the real estate prices and rents will be even cheaper for, for you guys when, when you do launch uh, some of these concepts and uh, around real estate, but you know, maybe we'll, we'll get you out of here on, on, on one more. And, and this one's for you, Todd, on, on the investor front. I, I noticed during the press release, you guys had a specific call out to the eclectic mix of investors and strategic capital, including, you know, Will Ventures, uh, Isaiah, who led the round, um, any thoughts there on, you know, putting together a cap table for any entrepreneurs who might be listening and, and the sh- strategicness behind that? Well, I mean, strategic is the word, you know, we, we went, we kind of handpicked these, uh, investors. So, uh, Isaiah, uh, you know, based on his background and based on the focus of his firm and based on the relationships and network that he has, um, we chose them to lead the round because they are a sports oriented, uh, fund that also is uh, focusing on health and wellness. Uh, Isaiah, former professional athlete. So he, he was an ideal person to, in his firm, was ideal to lead the round. We also have uh, Jim Pallada and his Raptor Fund. Uh, Jim, uh, up until recently, owned the AS Roma uh, football team in Rome, soccer team. And uh, he was also second largest owner of the Boston Celtics, history and sports. Um, tremendous network, uh, tremendous influence. Uh, and we have a, a, a few other, uh, investors who uh, I won't necessarily mention their names out of privacy for them, but, uh, that are extremely value added in terms of 
their networks and their expertise as well. So if 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 you can pick investors that both have the demeanor and the kind of personality that matches what you're what you want, which we happen to do. I mean, it's important to have the right personality and demeanor, uh, but also that has the network in the area that you care about and has expertise in the area and sensitivity in the area you care about. That's that's ideal. It's not always possible, uh, you know, to to do that. But to the extent possible, it is hugely beneficial to the company. Yeah. And, and I couldn't resist. I got actually one more before we close out between you and Jeff. Um, you know, I, I hear there's gonna be a light boxer charity match with you guys in the ring. Who's gotten better <laughs> since the company started? <laughs> Who would win? <laughs> uh, if it, uh, let me just say, if it's a fair fight, he would kick my ass. <laughs> however, however, let me also say it would not be a fair fight. <laughs> fair enough fair enough that's that's awesome todd thanks for that um well guys i'd love this was a lot of fun would love to to bring you back on after um you know more success and more uh skews sold so uh jeff and todd co-founders of lightboxer thanks so much for joining me today it's our pleasure thanks, thank, you. thank you to our guests and sponsors without them there would be no sport lifestyle network if you're listening via Apple Podcast or Spotify, be sure to rate us and subscribe. For more podcasts and to sign up for the newsletter, go to sportlifestylenetwork.com. Again, sportlifestylenetwork.com. Until next time, play hard or at least look good doing it.